everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is July 12th, 2020. I tell you what, Dave, we are going to do it again. We're going to do it again in this town in a situation where we cannot get out of our own way. It is so typical of who we are as a city because nobody in this town pays attention. Nobody acts. We love to react. And what I'm talking about is the disaster that's going to be the New Look San Diego Sports Arena. And this uh, plan was announced earlier this week. We're down to two proposals from a Brookfield Properties Development Group, BPD, and the Midway Sports and Entertainment District Group. Um, Both of these groups now have been approved by the great Mayor Kevin Faulkner. God, has that guy been... Ultimately, will Faulkner go down as the worst mayor in the history of San Diego? No, because I think people don't pay attention. For you and I and for people that actually pay attention, we'll say, yeah, he is the biggest no-name, worthless garbage guy of all time. He sits there on the fence as long as he can, and then he follows the direction that's winning. He's the worst guy to be your friend. Uh, Here was the quote from Kevin Faulkner, and I'll say this, Dave. You got here in what year, 89? 89. I got here in 81. I think for at least 35 years— We've heard talk of a new sports arena. The new for a new sports arena in this town. It was the number one story when I moved here in '89. Right there, perfect, right? And so many different ownership groups that we've talked about. And finally, now we're in a situation where the Midway District, and we're talking about everything from the sports arena parking lot and coming out as far back as like where the old Black Angus used to be. Yeah. Right. And uh, Glasshouse Square, and then back, kind of the Kurt Street, and and maybe coming all the way out. I mean, if they want to, coming all the way out to like Lake Girls, like they could really do that whole area, has been talked about. One of the big selling points on this project has always been that finally San Diego would get a new arena, and. We heard, oh, man, it's exciting, all these different things. We we had four groups that were in. You heard uh, ASG was in it, which is the Anschutz group that owns Staples Center. You heard Henry Somali, who owns the Ducks, was in it. They're currently running the sports arena. You heard John Moores was in it. And all of a sudden, you go, man, these are some interesting names. Started with four. It comes down to two. And earlier this week... We finally get a look at the two proposals, and goddamn, if we don't do it again in this town where we step in shit every chance we get, neither of the two proposals call for a brand new arena, which we desperately need. Instead, they call for a revitalization of the current building, yep. which is exactly what fucking AEG has been doing for 10 years. Yep. It is the definition of putting lipstick on a pig, and we're going to fucking vote this through And it's going to take us 25 fucking years to realize that we fucked up again, just like we fucked up the convention center, just like we fucked up by chasing the Chargers out of town. And I'll tell you what, if any of you dumb fucks don't think that the NFL knew this, absolutely knew it, then you're out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. You're goddamn out of your own mind if you don't believe this rinky-dink fucking town is a bunch of shit. Let me read you the two fucking proposals. Let's hear it. Holy shit. We're out of our fucking mind in this town. Both plans, this is courtesy of uh, journalist extraordinaire Derek Togerson. Quote, both plans have a vision for an updated sports arena to house the Gulls, the Seals, concerts, and other events. 
The first group, BPD, listen to this, does not plan to make major changes, taking more of an updated approach. That is a 71 fucking Dodge Dart, and they're like, we'll put an oil change in it. Yeah. We're not even going to paint that piece of shit. <laughs> then this other group, MSED, wants to do an expansive $125 million update, basically tearing it down to the studs and modernizing it to a 15,000-seat venue, expandable to 17,000 for concerts. They'd also like to add technical, uh, technological updates for an esports tournament layout. I can tell you those esports pack big buildings, yes, so I do. get that. But $125 million update, you know what that's not going to get you? One fucking luxury box, not nope. one. You know what that means? That means you're not going to get the NHL, and you'll never get the NBA in this town, period. That's what both of those plans have told you. BPD has designs for 1,800 to 21 new housing units, including affordable housing units. The Midway plan, Plan B, built 1,442 housing units, of which at least 10%, which is 140 fucking apartments, will be affordable. Now, this is great, too. <laughs> uh, Group A looking to build between 505,000 and 595,000 square feet of retail and commercial space. How's retail doing in San Diego, guys? It's fantastic. Killing it? Everybody lined up to get into fucking Pier 1? <laughs> huh? Can't get enough? We all going to Trader Joe's? Plan uh, B has plans for 133,000 square feet of retail and retail pavilions with 185,000 square feet of office space. Uh, we're also residential, 1,800 parking spots. Uh, I mean, and hey, but here's the great news. Both plans would construct a new public park that would feature heavily in the redevelopment. Well, great. You know what that means? All the fucking homeless in San Diego got a nice place to sleep and take a shit in the grass. <laughs> uh, BPD, the first group, that's a six-acre field. Yeah. The second group, 12-acre field. Uh, group A calls for the existing arena to host concerts and sporting events. Uh, the second group, we're going to also build a 3,500-seat music hall. Who the fuck's booking 3,500-seat music halls? Tom T. Hall? <laughs> Who the fuck is so shitty that you're going to put him in a 3,500-seat venue? You're absolutely right. And then this is the other fucking thing. Both proposals, more than a billion dollars, uh, but we're also going to have a 250-room hotel and 12,000 to 15,000, same size as the arena, Soccer stadium to host the fucking loyal who have played three goddamn games, none of them with a crowd. Who the fuck are the loyal? All right. Is Cha Cha Nambar coming back? Ralph Black in town? What the fuck are we doing? Does any of this surprise you? Honestly. None. All right. Any of this surprise you? It's the knob in the back. Jeff's trying to turn the fan on because it's 180 in here. <laughs> here we go. You might have to turn it no, all. We're good. All right. Don't let it blow into the microphone. It'll drive you crazy. All right, go turn turn the knob in the back all the way to keep turning all the way to the end. Other way, other way to the end. Sorry, guys. There you go. All right, so none of this should surprise you. And no. if you're one of these people that is excited about this, just turn it off right Has now. Has there the, been any outrage because, at all in three no, days? Because none. we settle. That's what's so frustrating about San Diego sports and what we settle for. Now. Because this shit drives me crazy, and I was a guy that was excited in 89, going, wow, the NBA and NHL are coming here. I just moved here. That's great. Yeah. Really excited about all this. 
Never happens. I saw what happened at the football stadium. Everyone always is now saying, man, how great was Larry Lucchino for getting Petco Park done? Look, if it wasn't for the 98 World Series, it wouldn't have gotten done. Well, or Susan Golding, yes. thinking that she was such an incredibly strong mayor as the Padres laughed in her face, telling John, hey, John, listen, we'll give you the deal, but you have to, you, John, have to develop 11 square blocks around the property. Oh, so you may yeah. not have to take the land where the Omni is and yeah. everything else? And all those buildings? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, John, you have to own that, <laughs> you dick. Yeah, those condos that go for a yeah. million and a half. Yeah, right, John, you have to own those. Son of a bitch, Don't John. Look, you better get up pretty early to yeah. get one by us, buddy. <laughs> so again, they, we fuck this up all the time, and you can say whatever you want about San Diego State and that goddamn new stadium that they want to build. It's a fucking joke. It's too fucking small. You're right. never going to get a D1 player to show up and play there. San Diego State has had one D1 recruit show up to even look at the school. And that yeah. was that was 10 years ago. Right. And guess what? He signed with a different school. He didn't yeah. come to San Diego State. When you're playing in a stadium with 35,000, you don't live in Idaho. You live in San Diego. Goddamn, we're Fresno State. Do we wish we we're Fresno fucking State? Right. I mean, it's a fucking joke. This fucking arena thing's embarrassing. It we're going to re- do you fucking hear what I just said. We're not even getting a new arena. They're going to refurnish the current arena. Yeah, Jeff's right about the convention center. You know he's right. We, we've all been through this. We always take the smallest step possible and realize we fucked up. Every we never time. do it right the first time, ever. We never do it right the first time. And then we got to redo it, and then redo it, and redo it. And then it's too late to go, man, we really had an opportunity at one point to attract somebody. But hey, the loyal are great. Okay. Who gives a shit about the loyal? And I love the loyal, again, who have played three games, starting to dictate shit, telling people, hey, we've outgrown Torero Stadium. Well, go build something. Who are you? Are you on ESPN? Are you on Fox? Are you on anything? I saw Pink Point Loma crying the blues because they were on some goddamn stream. Like, Twitch. Oh, shit. We better stop everything we're doing, Dave, to make sure these fuckers are taken care of. I blame Pete. Pete, you've been here longer than me. Nothing gets done on your watch. Nothing. Billy warned us, and I didn't listen. Mistake on me. Own it. I couldn't believe... When I saw this shit. Now, the thing that I You couldn't believe it or you expected it. Come on, be honest. Well, what I still don't know, and we're trying to figure out, I had this conversation with Bryce Miller yesterday. Bryce is writing a column because I lost my shit on Instagram, and Bryce reached out. I don't know if AEG, uh, I said AGS, AEG. I think you said ASG. Or ASG. AEG, excuse me, the, the Anschutz group, I don't know if they're involved with one of these two groups, and I don't know if the Ducks. I thought I had seen somewhere that they were, but it, I'm not 100% sure. But what would be interesting if either one of those two groups are attached is think about what they own. One group owns the Kings. The other group owns the Ducks. Yeah. Where do those guys draw from? Well, of course, they draw locally, but they both also have a huge San Diego fan base. Now, if they're not involved, then I guess it's a moot point, but I was under the impression one, if not both, are in this final group. What I would love to see is what was the proposal from JMI, and that's why I said to Bryce, There's got to be a way to find the proposal that JMI put together that got turned down. Because you can't tell me, John, 
having lived in this town, having been responsible for Petco Park, having been responsible for Vieja, Serena, and so much others, would have said we're going to revitalize, we're going to refurnish that arena. There's no way you can convince me that would have been the plan. But the idea that both of these guys are saying, oh, all we're going to do is put a coat of paint, and Faulkner goes, great. Oh, my God, that guy. (laughs) So here's the deal. The sports arena has been fucked up for a long time. I'll throw another one at you that you've heard about for the last 30 years. What happened to that airport? Oh, dude. (laughs) Nothing gets done here. That's my point. Nothing ever gets done here. You shouldn't be surprised. You want to say it's a major city. Our politicians do not act like it's a major city. Never have. But we put no pressure on them. No. And I guarantee you, you're not going to hear shit. What I tell you what, if we were doing it, I'd get every one of these fucking donkeys on the air and go, what are you doing? What's the last concert that you saw there? Uh, Stones were there when? 10 years ago? U2 was there when? 20 years ago? Garth Brooks, five years ago? Who do we got now? Bunch of fucking techno shows? Great. <laughs> Steve Aoki, Dave? We're going to line up around the block for that? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, retail? Last time I checked, a lot of people were going out on retail. Yeah, it's amazing. Amazon stocks doubled. In the last couple yeah. months, maybe because people aren't doing retail at going into stores. People are actually go, buying it online now. 1,442 apartments. More malls. Yeah. yeah. Horton Plaza's torn down. It's not working anymore. 1,442 apartments, 10% affordable. That's 140 yeah. fucking apartments. And why are you building for the loyal? Exactly right. Why is that? Why are they in the equation right now? Worry about them later. There's plenty of land anywhere. They could go out to the old fucking El Cajon Speedway. Build something <laughs> right there by Gillespie Field. I would tell those guys, hey, you know what? Why don't you have a game where fans are allowed to show up, and then we'll talk to you. You've been here two fucking weeks. Yeah, I'm with you. But none of this surprises me, and I kind of just expect it. It makes me Every time insane. I sit down, there's a shit sandwich right there. Do you want to eat it? No, I don't. I'm to the point where this is how, how I, I feel with it. It's almost like the assholes that don't wear the mask and brag about not wearing yeah. it. And then if when they, they get, get COVID, COVID, you're like, ah, fuck, I'm sorry you got it. But if somebody had to get it, I'm glad it was you to prove my point that why we all should be wearing a mask. And then you sit there and you look at San Diego over and over again. You have an option to do it right the first time. You never do it right the first time. Ever. And then you sit there and wonder why things aren't being offered to you. I'm sorry. Fuck the loyal. They aren't. Look, Nobody cares. Look up in, in LA's two hours up the road. Guess what? They're a major city. You're considered a major city. Yeah. There's no reason you don't have a major soccer team if that's what you want. There's no reason why you let the NFL walk away because you are considered a minor league. You went from media market extremely high to behind the Sacramento. Dang, yeah, you're behind Sacramento and Nashville and all these places you should never be behind. San Diego's turned into a joke when it comes to that shit. I mean, there's so many great things the city offers, I understand, but when it comes to sports entertainment, definitely not. And fuck you, Landon Donovan. You're just <laughs> I, in the way. He is in the way. I can't believe it. And I'm telling you, I'm promising you. Let's go right up and down the dial. Steve and Ben will do nothing. No. Sorry, I love the show. Everybody will book Scott Lewis. Scott Lewis will come back on and talk to us about that and how we're getting 98 affordable apartments and how we got <laughs> to get the, big winners. And now we got to get the schools back open. That'll be great. I've only heard that 10,000 fucking times. Judd and Mike could book Phil Anschutz himself. Nobody knows. <laughs> Coach isn't going to do one fucking thing controversial bullshit. He's going to do all-time great Padres second baseman and determine 
is Tim Tuffle loaded ahead of Juan Benilla. <laughs> he won't do shit. Darren will fucking, uh, that show's just. Told you. It's shit. And he'll talk to Landon Donovan and everybody else, and nobody will care. That show will continue to be a zero point fucking zero. And then in the afternoon, Hartman, Ornberger, Schaefer, nobody here long enough to have enough skin in the exactly game. Exactly right. And Ello doesn't give a shit, and fucking Tony won't do anything. You have nobody in this town, and then you go on to Coco. Then you go, all right, well, let's go to our news talk. You think fucking DeMaio's going to do anything on this? Nope. We don't have anybody anymore to be a voice of fucking reason for us, the consumer, the taxpayer, to tell all these dipshits like Barbara Bry and and uh, fucking, uh, what's his name, that little twerp? Todd Gloria, he's a dick. Who the fuck else is? Chris Kate, he's a dick. Yeah, he Scott is. Sherman's a fucking dick. Yes. Faulkner's the biggest dick out of the group. What a dumb fuck. How do they not get those guys on the air and go, we're going to go point by point. We're going to refurbish the arena. What? Here's here's my feeling on on this. I thought about this in 2016 when you and I were pushing for this Chargers stadium and saying, don't There's you understand? There's still people that think it should have gone to Mission Valley, which is insane. And it was that was never on the table. Do you guys understand? It was just never on the table for the NFL or for Dean. In Mission Valley? What the fuck is going on in Mission yeah, Valley? The NFL made it clear where they wanted that stadium. If you wanted to keep the Chargers here, it had to be downtown. That, Mission that, Valley's Poway South. But Nobody then, cares. I just think, Jeff, there aren't as many sports fans as we like right. to think there are. I mean, the people you and I talk to are sports fans, but I think we're really a small group. Right. That's it. Otherwise, things would have got done a long time ago. And people who've been here for a long time and people who have moved here who aren't sports fans just don't give a shit enough to fight for it. No, I think you're right. I think uh, I think that's it. And I think for a lot of you that listen to this, I think you're probably as upset as we are. But I think you better come to the reality that the idea of seeing anything. And when you get down to that property, when it's done in 2029, you're going to look around and go, why is there a 3,500 seat yeah. venue here? Yeah. What, what That's we, the biggest joke going. Yeah. What, what do we Theater got? Theater in the round? Yeah. We got Godspell coming to town. We're going to redo hair. Howie Mandel going to stick a rubber glove right. on his fucking head. Right. Yakov Smirnov still in town. <laughs> what a country. What a, yeah. What the fuck? Don't we have... 3,500-seat venues at Saquon. What's, at, the, what's that open-air one at San Diego State? Yeah, didn't it's, you go it's see, more than uh, that. Didn't you see What's-His-Face, uh, Summer 69? What's yeah, his name? Brian, Brian Adams. Adams. Yeah. Dude, I've seen a bunch of shows there. That's like eight or ten. Jesus. Scale that down. We got the fucking gin blossoms coming to town. <laughs> we got the outfield of the gin blossoms. Hey, great. Then you got this, this fucking loyal <laughs> that you guys all of a sudden are fascinated by. Ugliest fucking uniform colors of all dude, time, too. You want that representing San Diego? They haven't. Dave, they played three games. The loyal. What a joke. Dude, what happened in 1904? <laughs> Did anybody ever figure out what that figured? <laughs> right? What happened to them? They're like, they're just pounding the table right now. Oh, fuck. And then, uh, and parking, and like I said, retail. Yeah. You know what thing is your boy Woods can't <laughs> throw him right on you. Your boy Woods can't say anything about it because he's a SEALs guy. He can't it, say shit. It's fine that you the SEALs are here. The SEALs, there are people that dig the SEALs, and I'm glad they're here. The Sockers, I, I thought the Sockers was a big joke when they've come back. Boy, dude, I like those guys too, and that's fine. That's fine. The Gulls, it's fine. But if you want to think big, then you need to start now because this is the project that's going to be here for 25. It's yeah. the rest of our lives. 
that's the building, right? You go, all right, well, the current building's been there 50-plus years. This is it. And for all of us, I look and I go, dude, I live in a town where my 12-year-old sons are going to go to a college football stadium that's basically TCU, Yep. right? 31,000 or whatever the fuck they're going to build there. That'll be great. We'll have the poinsettia bowls still around. Nope. What? We can't get Tulane here? <laughs> uh, and then you're going to have an arena that's just minor league. I mean, we're, we're Ontario with better views. Yeah, that's a good point. Ontario, California it's with better views. Yeah. And and it just makes me insane that nothing these all these guys we vote in this was the big project to revitalize the Midway area is anybody like are any of you when you read this are you like man I can't wait to get down there for that. Let me tell you if you are man you, you aren't again you're a you aren't you're a stooge you aren't the people we need support in sports in this town. If that's okay with you you're crazy. God dang, it's not okay. To, it's not wrong to ask for more. It's okay to say, I deserve more. I pay taxes. I pay a lot of fucking money in taxes. What it tells you is when the breakdown says it's pretty easy, even for a dude that went to San Diego, 10% affordable, that means 90% is riding. Yeah. 90% we can dictate the price and we can do whatever we want to do. And it's commercial and office space. Well, that's what we need more of, right? Yep. Because everywhere there I drive go. around, there's office for lease. Well, that's it because people have realized they can work from home. Yeah, and they're also uh, employers have realized a lot of these people that work from home are more productive. Right. And then all of a sudden you look at these office space and these office buildings and they're going to see for lease all over the place. And who's coming in there? Like, who, who are you going to put in there? Huh? <sighs> Fred Loya? <laughs> <laughs> How many offices can he open? Oh, this fucking town, man. God damn it. Uh, we just, we can't get anything right. We just can't. And all these guys at City Hall... How how anybody looked at any of those and said, no, you're yeah. out. Go back. You know what's funny is, do you remember the, the Palace of Auburn Hills in Detroit? Yeah, they blew it up. They blew it up. They blew it yeah. up just the other day. So you look at the Palace of Auburn Hills, where they built that thing, I think, in 1989. Yeah. And they said, fuck it. We're done. Yeah, we're done. We're 89. done. 89. And they said, fuck it. And that right there was nicer than anything we've ever had yeah. here. And, and that's Detroit. Everyone yeah. knows Detroit's all fucked up. Yeah. They have no money. And yet Detroit says, hey, it's not good enough for what we need. Well, I'll tell you the other thing that this should be a huge eye-opener, and maybe it's an eye-opener for you and I, too. Maybe you and I have to come to it. When the Chargers moved, remember, the talk was, man, Joe Sy lives here now. Yeah. And Joe Sy's the new sheriff in town, and he's coming. And remember, we heard the Han family owned blocks of property downtown. Yeah. Uh just by tailgate park and the wonder bread building and god damn it we're gonna show this town spanos you're gonna eat your lunch buddy what to tell you those guys are like ah, i don't think i think we're out yeah exactly tell because exactly you can't that. you can't win and if that's what the two groups are saying like dude we can't win building a a brand new arena here but i if anything i mean you better go with the second group the, the Midway Sports Group, if either of the two, because at least they're talking about taking it down to the studs and doing like what they did with the Forum. Yes. Where you put $125 million into the Forum, but the Forum was a better building than the arena before they did you're, that. You're absolutely right. You're and right. you're never going to change the acoustics in there. 
That's the thing. You cannot change the acoustics with the way that building is built. You're just not going to change it. The building is a cement building. It's why the sound reverbs back and forth. So you can take everything out of there, Dave. You can take the scoreboard out, the seats. Cali Comfort, you're fucking out of here. <laughs> what about all those mattresses hanging from the ceiling? Uh, those are all coming out. And then ultimately, as soon as you start putting, it'd be like trying to put drywall up in a cement storage unit. And you're going to go, shit. Yeah. It, it's still going to bounce around there. And they're going to have a big fancy opening, right? God damn, everybody. Come on out for the Clint Black Show. And it's just, hey, everybody, how's it going? So great to be here, the new reader. What? What? Fuck. I can't hear shit. Oh, and then the other plan. By the way, uh, every one of you fuckers is going to pay for this every time you go down there. You want to go see the seals? You want to take your kids? Family of four, great. That's an extra 12 bucks. Thanks. Three bucks a ticket you're paying for. Yeah. Woods doesn't work for free. Yeah. You're going to go down there for John Cantera bobblehead night for the soccer? Great. We'll take 12 more bucks from you. <laughs> That's how we're paying for it. $3 surcharge per ticket to ultimately, and who knows how long they're going to have to gut the building if they're taking it down to the studs. Yeah. Uh, just, it makes you absolutely insane. It does. It does. The only thing, I'll tell you this, man, and I I don't ever say this. The only thing I would say is the only thing we can do is vote no. Vote no on the project. Do you remember the first time you saw that building? The first time you you moved here and someone drove you? Okay. What was the first thing you thought of when you saw it? I felt incredibly old. Okay. I felt incredibly old. Now, look, I will give AEG credit. Um, The improvements that they made to the food concourse, right? When it used to just be hot dogs, peanuts, popcorn, beer, and Cokes. Like what they have tried to do, but it was always intended to be a short-term fix until plans could come together for a new building. Yeah, Bringing groups in like Sean or Ruby's Diner or any of those things that are in. I mean, I remember they had a Carl's Jr. in there for a while. Like, dude, you could go to a goals game and you can go now. And get a pulled pork sandwich from Cali Comfort. You can go get a burger and a shake from Ruby's Diner. I think that kind of shit needs to be acknowledged. That's cool. Uh, What Ernie Hahn and his group did from improving the concourse, right? Like all those ceiling to floor images, celebrating the history. The arena club that was just revitalized within the last six years. All of that stuff for a short-term temporary fix bringing a new arena uh, scoreboard down from the Honda Center, right? Yeah. All of those things should be acknowledged that, yeah, they understood what they were dealing with. But now if I'm I'm looking at it, you go, well, it was all for nothing. And that's ultimately all we're going to get back. First time I saw that building, I thought of Magic Johnson hitting that shot. Sure. It was a rookie year. And then you start thinking, man, Magic played a long time ago. Magic's yeah. around 60 years old now, yeah. you know? Going, yeah. that's that's a long... Well, Magic he already played in that building, Dave. Jesus Christ. John Wooden coached in that building. Yeah. I mean, it's a long fucking time ago. It's yeah. an old fucking building. And it's frustrating because, again, this is a major city, and you don't have to go and build SoFi Stadium. Right. But at the same time, the one in Vegas isn't on the expensive. T-Mobile. Yeah, T-Mobile is kind of on the cheap. Yeah, they it's, did a great job. And guess what? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's It's awesome. 
Yet we're nowhere close to saying we want the best. We have a great yeah. ballpark. Our yeah. baseball park might be number one. Yeah. Fantastic. But again, we got that park done because the Padres happened to go to the World Series in 98. And then they still had a fight for it. It still I, was close on propsy. What makes me insane is we're a city built on tourism. Yes. We lost the NFL because we're short-sighted. Had the NFL been built downtown and you had the opportunity to have the Goodyear blimp come in and show those skylines, I'm sorry, there are people that know a lot more than a lot of us do that say those are the kind of things that move the needle for conventions. They yep. look at it. It's the reason what we've said a thousand different times why the NFL was right, why Mission Valley made no sense because nobody wanted to drive. They wanted to fly into San Diego on a Tuesday, be dropped off downtown, whether it was at the Bayfront Hilton, the Marriott, the Hyatt's down there, or any of the other hotels, and you would have been able to walk everywhere. You could have walked to the convention center. You could have walked to any of the, the dining, casual to nice, up and down. You could have walked to the game. Events would have been held at Petco Park, concerts and everything else, and it would have been great. Mission Valley didn't allow you those same opportunities. It made no sense. The NFL said, build it downtown. We'll literally be here every four years for a Super Bowl, which will put a lot of money back into the city of San Diego's pockets. We chose to say no, and now we lose that. What I'm saying is, if we're a city that's driven on tourism, what is this doing to help us that way? There's never going to be a Goodyear, uh, Goodyear blimp shot of the brand new mattress firm. Nobody cares. Nobody is driving around looking at those buildings. But had we thought big for one time in this town and said, you know what, let's find a way to get either the NBA or the NHL down here. And now all of a sudden, hey, we're in San Diego. And who knows? Maybe you could find an owner like Joe Sy or somebody else that could put a winning product on the floor. And now all of a sudden, San Diego's in. I was in Toronto a year ago. Toronto's a great city. It's a huge city. I get it. But the excitement in that city when the Raptors, when you're talking about an original six city where the Maple Leafs play in the same building, and that city was insane for the NBA, yeah. and it was a blast, we could have had it here. But to think for a second that we made our priorities the fucking loyal in Landon Donovan over chasing a major league thing is insane. And we do it every time. We think small. It's why I've said for 25 fucking years, we're Mayberry by the fucking beach. And we put up with it because we keep voting these same assholes in. Gloria's not going to do anything different than Faulkner did. Chris Kate and all these Sherman, Barbara Bry, they're all the same. They're all ham and eggers, and they should all be fucking ashamed that they put this out. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Interesting story happened right before you, you walked in tonight is uh, the Redskins finally came out and said they're changing yeah. the name. It's one of those things where... They're going to be the Indians. <laughs> They're going to be the Bullets. We're going back to the going, Washington Bullets. Going back to the Bullets. It's it's one of those things, again, the Redskins haven't done shit for years. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Here's the yeah. deal. is If the name is offensive, you get yeah. rid of the name. And that's it. We're at the point, I think, now, hopefully people are opening their eyes and go, it's offensive. If you weren't Native American, to me, you don't have any fucking opinion that matters. And, and guess what? If you're a huge Redskins fan, go buy the new gear. I'm sure they'll keep the yeah. same team colors. It, it's not a big deal. It's okay to put this one aside and go, hey, I'm a giant watching a Redskins fan, but not anymore because the new team name is this. This is the, who I support. It's my team. Yeah. It's D.C. The championships still go with it. Right. Everything goes with it. Big damn deal. And you're going to see people who are arguing about it. 
And I kind of like the idea of where th- things are going. You mentioned it on the last show that people are pulling the phones out and they're catching you. You mm-hmm. do something stupid. You do some, something racist. You're losing your job. But they're finding out who you are, where you work and who your boss is. And they're sending it. Woj had something happen to. Oh, um, yeah. Well, for, hang on. Hang go on. ahead. Before you, you move on. You have on. something to say about it? Yeah. I, it's about time. And there's been a big deal this week because FedEx and Amazon and others finally put pressure on Dan Snyder yep. to say you either change the name or we're out. Yep. And even Nike said they weren't going to sit there and issue any Redskins gear. Yeah. And uh and that's what Amazon said too. We're done selling it. Look, I mean, I guess we just have to look and go, okay, you get it done, right? Chief Wahoo went away. Uh those kind of things. And I saw somebody write the other day, it may have been Nick, that if you're the Cleveland Indians, the Atlanta Braves, the Kansas City Chiefs, or any of those, uh, you're paying tribute. But that's not my. That's yeah. not. It sounds my, like the Indians are about to change names too. Well, that yeah, because to me, I look at it and I go, well, I don't really have a horse in that race. Yeah. I feel like you should ask the Native American community, are you cool with us being the Braves? And and plenty of people have said the Tomahawk Chop has to go. I don't know if it ever will, but I agree. Should the Chiefs change? Should everybody change? I mean, you listen to it, you go, fuck, man, it's a it's a valid point. But I would just say, finally, it's about time. It's about time that they get that change because that was blatantly, blatantly yes. just offensive to a community, and we ignored it. And you can make your comparisons, what it would have been with anybody from Mexico or African-American. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to draw comparisons. You could just say Redskins is incredibly offensive to Native Americans, and it has been for a long time. And a discussion. And a discussion. That's it. And we got to change this. And now we got to find. out. I mean, I like the people who aren't even Redskin fans that are so quick to talk. Well, it's Dave, you're, you're, you're straight out racist. I'm sorry. You're in the same city where, jokingly, I just said you changed the bullets. And I get that. You go, hey, this isn't the. You know, we have a high crime level yeah. here. And we don't believe we're doing the right thing. We're going to become the Wizards. And you go, okay, cool. Well, what about your football team? Hey, mind your own fucking business. Okay? <laughs> football team's won championships. Yeah. Sonny Jorgensen is a goddamn legend in this town, as is Billy Kilmer. So, fuck off. Did you ever see Joe Theismann break his leg? That didn't mean anything to you? Yeah, keep walking. Okay? Tree over there you can hug. <laughs> like, I, never been there don't know anything about that yeah. city but i'm like all right well it was cool you changed the nba team it only took 25 years yeah. for you to consider the uh the football team do we have any idea when will it take place it sounds like it's going to take place within the next 30 days before the start of the nfl season so they're going to change logo colors the whole thing that's what they are saying and they're hearing a bunch of different names that are coming out warriors seems to be the popular name but i'd hate to see them take what golden states i don't like when they have two rangers you know what i mean yeah but at the same time whatever they come up with it has is going to be better than this the cleveland yeah. indians said they're looking to change but they, they didn't have pressure put on them they're just looking to change yeah. The Tomahawk Chop in Atlanta, obviously, they you've heard for years, Native Americans have said it's offensive. There's yeah. no way you're going to get that to stop. It's not like the Braves say, everybody, Tomahawk Chop right now. It's a crowd yeah. thing. They've been doing it since the early but 90s. But they used to play the music. Yeah, they did. Too. You don't have to do the music anymore, obviously, to, to push in the, that direction. The Braves said straight out, we aren't changing shit. We aren't doing it. The Indians, the Cleveland Indians have said, we're looking to change our name, too. Chief Wahoo. Yeah. Was Cleveland. Yeah. But I feel like, did they call it in Atlanta? Did they call that 
Chief Wahoo? I thought it was Chief Nakahoma. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hell, there's a teepee out there in the left field, remember? Right. Like, I mean, it's just, you look at different shit that we've done, and you just go, wow. Yeah. All right. I read it. It's called evolution, is what we're doing. We're getting smarter. We're figuring things out. Dave, I read a, uh, I read a really interesting article today. It was kind of an oral history of, oh, and we'll get to I, I just want to thank Antonio at The Athletic. What a fantastic job he did with part two of the 690 story. So happy to be featured in that. We'll get to that in a second. That was awesome. And uh, But today I read this thing online, and it was kind of a similar thing, the oral history of creating We Are the World, yeah, the song, and how it all came together from the American Music Awards and putting the song together, kind of hearing that Bob Geldof had done it um, for Do They Know It's Christmas and the feeling like, hey, with all respect to the Boomtown Rats and Spandau Ballet, we got Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles and Michael Jackson yeah. and a lot of others, right? Yeah. Hall and Oates. And uh, <laughs> who the fuck else was in that thing? We got Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Remember Dan Aykroyd's in the back row? Oh, fuck, dude. Is that right? Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's in the back row. So it's this whole story about how the song came together, writing the pieces, how Bob Dylan was nervous about singing his part. Steve Perry was in it. Yeah. And it's really funny. They said Bob Dylan's nervous about singing his part, right? Yeah. And they said Stevie Wonder goes to the piano, plays it, and sings it in a Bob Dylan impression. Like his voice. Oh, that's funny. And they said it was great. But they said the guy who didn't show up was Prince. Yeah. And they said earlier in the night at the American Music Awards, and again, this is 1985 or whenever it was, Prince had won Black Album of the Year. That used to be an award. You go, that wasn't 1950s, right? Going to Little Richard. Dude, 1985. Yeah. You're giving away Black Album of the Year. And you read that, and you go, it was like Lionel Richie, Prince, and Michael Jackson, yeah. Thriller. But you go, yeah, shit, man. Dave, we got a lot of work to do. We do. We, we do. Some of the people in this thing, it's funny as you just said that. I had to look it up. Dionne Warwick, of course, was in it. I remember yep. seeing her. Paul Simon. Paul Simon. Kim Carnes was in it. There's a funny story that she was sick. And who could tell? Yeah. You know who they all gave credit to in this thing? Who? Like I said, it was pretty cool. I was Cindy Lauper. Oh, really? Because Kim Carnes said I was completely sick. I had a major sinus infection. I was afraid my part was going to be terrible. And Cindy Lauper hyped me up and got me through it. Oh, wow. And Daryl Hall is incredibly, again, I, I don't know who wrote it. I just was, I don't know, when you go on the I thought it was Lionel home. Richie. No, but I'm saying who wrote the article oh, okay. that I read. But Daryl Hall is so goddamn funny because he goes, yeah, a lot of guys are in there nervous about their part. Yeah. He goes, I just went and cranked mine up. I just killed it. John Oates, so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little disappointed I didn't get a solo. <laughs> but he's like, you look around and it's Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles. Smokey Robinson. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen, Michael Jackson. Yeah, they're probably not going to get John Oates in here. Huey Lewis is in it. Yeah, he got. He, yeah. Huey Lewis said he got the line that they wrote for Prince. Oh, wow. Because Prince didn't show up. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, real quick, before you okay, get to yeah. the next thing, before you get to the athletic, uh, Woj, as I mentioned before, Oof. was suspended for two weeks by ESPN. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, and if you aren't aware, is... He was baited by a Missouri senator 
and he fired back on his email, not on Twitter, on his email, fuck you. And when he wrote it, I was like, good for him. I mean, it was obviously there are guys out there who want to bait you who don't see things your way. And when it, the only reason he reached out to him was to try and get under Woj's skin. And Woj knew it. About Hong Kong and uh, uh, China and Daryl Morley yes. and everything that happened with the NBA. And so he dropped a, a fuck you back at him. Well, ESPN suspended him. Nothing's going on right now for him. Yeah. To break. There are no free agent signings, which he's a genius at. But I tell you what, I know ESPN does this, and I, I receive a paycheck too from ESPN. And they've never, I'm obviously, I'm not this day, the level where they go, hey, Dave, no political shit. Yeah. They don't do that to me. But at the same time, I sit there and I'm going, if I'm Woj, I go, it's all right. I'll remember this, guys. Because guess what? Fox over here, they fucking hire everybody at ESPN. TNT. TNT everybody hires everybody from ESPN. I, nobody does what I do. Nobody. Nobody fucking it. does what I do, you assholes. I got it. So you want to sit there and make this public and suspend me for two fucking weeks? That's fine. I'll remember when this contract's up. Uh, the senator made it public. Yeah. The senator made it public. But ESPN didn't have to suspend him for the two weeks either. I got it. And the NBA players are defending Woj like crazy right now. I got it. But if you're working at 1090 and you get an email from Tar Tom Garfinkel, right, or, or Kevin Faulkner or somebody local. Yeah. And you write back as an employee of 1090. Fuck you! Now you're now you're doing that as you're you're a representative of the brand. I, I got it. At the same time, I look at Woj and going, "There's no one that does what." I got I, there's it. nobody. There's nobody. But you, but is so, it Chris Broussard breaks those stories? No fucking way. No, I got it, Dave. But then the the issue becomes: then you put management in a position with determining who gets the benefit of the doubt and who doesn't. So let's use this right now. Yes. Because it's our favorite way to do it. Yes. Let's do it with guys at 1360 and 1090. Let's go right me, down. Me, me and 973? Or 973. God damn. They've made a great impact on this town. I don't even know where the fuck they work <laughs> in three years. Uh, and I, we got 1090 news for you, too. Okay. Um, right now, if Ben or Woods writes a fuck you email, do either one of them escape or are they just put it this They're way. all in trouble. They're all in trouble. All Everybody in trouble. on 973. Both stations. Both stations, yes. right? Yep. Yeah. There's not one guy gets a pass. Nobody locally at all. No. They're all no. in trouble. That, that, that's it. I understand. Okay. Here's my, my feeling. It's kind of like Bill Parcells, the way he treated Lawrence Taylor and treated everybody else. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson, same Cut thing. Cut the guy that's the yeah. 53rd guy on yes. the roster for sleeping in the meeting. Yeah. What if it was Michael Irvin? We would have found a way to wake him yeah. up. <laughs> that's the way I feel with Woj. He does things that are so insane that I just have never seen in all my years of media. Well, it was kind of out of character for yeah. him, too, right? It was. He, he's never done anything like that. Actually, yeah. if you read up on Woj, which, which I did, I wanted to see what his background was. How old do you think Woj is? No, it's a good question. Not as old as you think. At least not as old as I thought. I would have said like 53. He's like 51. Okay. Okay. Um, brought up Catholic, even wrote a book about Catholicism. Really? He's, yep. Went to Catholic private school. I mean, he's a religious guy to even write fuck you surprise. Yeah. Me. But he'd straight up fuck you right back to him. But it's one of those where, hey, I understand there's not a lot going on for him to do right now because ba mm -hmm. basketball didn't start up till July 30th. Still, he's, he's, to me, he's at a different level than everybody else. I've never seen anybody in the media that gets to these stories like he does. Well, he immediately apologized. He's a little bit better than Scott Miller. <laughs> I love Scott Miller. I don't think he's ever broken a story. Scott's more a feature writer. Yeah, I've just never, ever seen it. Bob Nightingale doesn't break anything. Except you guys it. ever established relationships? Fuck, you're there at the ballpark every fucking night. What are we doing here, fellas? <laughs> fellas. It's not like Ian Rose. <laughs> 
Uh, two quick things for you. Let's get to 1090, and then we'll get to 690. 1090 announced earlier in the week that they will be an affiliate of... Uh, Sports Nation. Sports Nation, right? Bleacher yep. Report? SB. Yeah. What is that? SB. Why? why? I don't know. It's. I thought it was Sports SB Nation. SB Nation. Okay. Uh, and carrying the Tony Bruno show at night. So it'll be Kaplan into the Tony Bruno show. So they're working nights, and then we'll work their way back. But I like Tony Bruno. I like Tony Bruno, too. I think he's gotten a little uh, a little nuts politically, but whatever. I haven't even seen. What's it, is he a Trump guy? He's a, Oh, yeah, big time. Really? Yeah, kind of like the Clay Travis uh, Wow, really? Side, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And that's fine, but again, you're doing sports radio. But it, that's what I'm saying. If, if sports is what you do, then you stay with sports. Uh, nighttime radio for sports, I mean, it doesn't really doesn't have anything to do on the bottom line. doesn't mean shit. You're going to lose. The Padre games are going to go against you. You're going to lose. True. Once those get going again, and we go there. Um, part two came out the other day of the Mighty 690 article on The Athletic. I appreciate Antonio. I thought he did a great job. Um, and this was the funny thing. I didn't know there was going to be a part two at all. I just kind of did my part. The quotes that we gave, uh, or I gave, um, we probably chatted for a half hour. So, yeah, the yeah. two things that I said complimenting those guys uh, about their ability to work between yeah, both good markets. Quotes. It was good, but he used you the right way. Yeah, and then uh, and then Coach fitting San Diego like a glove. Now, I found it funny that Part 2 talked a lot about Coach without talking to Coach. Yeah. Um, but this was the funny thing, and this will tell you how radio works. And this is not directed at Corey Stewart, who's a friend, or Craig Elliston, who are friends, because those guys are great. Did you see... Before I finish this, yes. did you see Corey Stewart's post-match interview? No. Yesterday, he played golf with Woods and Paul and somebody else, and then Corey did a post. It's so goddamn funny, dude. Go, like you just gotta see Corey produce forever at six ninety, and I think at ten ninety two. Fucking kid is so great. So I never worked at six ninety. You may wonder how did I get in there. The idea that's behind the talk it was, the street. well, that's it, but I'm going to address that. <laughs> what Antonio said to me was, he goes, look, man, for a guy that did sports talk in this town a lot, you're the one guy who didn't work in the building. I've got plenty of voices from people that are inside, Yeah, but it would be interesting to me to get a perspective from a guy across the street. Okay, makes how, sense. How did you view 690? while working at KFMB or any place else because they were a juggernaut. And I said, sure. Gave it to him. So, again, this is not directed at Craig or Corey because those guys are friends and we are fucking around. But what's funny is the amount of people that you hear about that got their feelings hurt because they weren't involved in the article. Yeah. Here's what I would say. You were a non-factor at that radio station. Nobody gives a shit what you have to share about it. Outside of Dave, because he would talk to Dave, but he goes, fuck, I got plenty of guys that feel Dave's role. Dude, Dave's I was 100% role. fine. Now, I'll be honest with you. I was minor on that station. But there are guys who have your feelings hurt, so let yeah. me explain something. You're a non-factor. Yeah. That story was great, not because of me. That story was great because of Steve Hartman, uh, Steve Mason, what John Ireland brought, what yeah. Jim Rome brought. I thought what Jeannie said the other day was kind of sad, that guys would just openly ignore her there. Yeah. Um, but it tells you what it was. But if you were any kind of factor at that radio station, you would have been called. Yes. If anybody had said, like I said to Antonio, 
have you talked to Steve Hartman because he was a backbone and that's how Steve got in there. I'm glad that happened. But if you're sitting around wondering why you weren't called, because nobody, whether it was me or Steve or Mason or Ireland or Saw or Howard Friedman or John Lynch said, hey, have you talked to this guy? Because nobody cares what you... So you sit there and drive your Amazon delivery truck, right? And drop off oranges or whatever the fuck you do all day and remind yourself in your head that you were a difference maker. Guess what? You weren't. If you had been, you would have been asked. The sports doctor, John Chelesnick, is pissed. Well, I love Chessie. But Chessie didn't get a call. <laughs> now, Chessie, Chessie would have been great because Chessie did a late night show. Yeah, no, I'm just joking. <clears throat> I love John. Um, but I'm talking about yeah, behind the course. scenes people that feel like you should have That's been it. there. There's those behind the scenes people who are upset. For me, my only story was 690, even though I was there for a few years is I learned the business from there. Yeah. Just like what KSDO was to you is what 690 right. was to me. Right. You learned from yeah. all of those. I really have zero contributions except to say I listened to Steve and Chet. I listened to Hacksaw. I listened yeah. to, you know, that was it. And I met those guys. I was a guy that was a fan of sports radio that basically got a front row seat. That was it. There's no reason to talk to me. Now, the one guy where you look at and you go, man, this guy probably could have been looked at, in all honesty, was Tatino. Yes. Joe Tatino w- should have been there. Joe was a huge part of what developed Rome. Yeah. Joe was, and people talk about Marty, and Marty's done a good job for Darren. Dude, what Joe was doing from a guest standpoint with Jim was off the charts. Well, not only, yeah, not only that, and and I'm not real close with Joe. My my thing is, though, Joe was an executive producer. I mean, for, so he was. Joe had an insane book. Now, maybe they got some of those numbers from Visser. I don't know. But Joe got those Joe guys ran, on the air. And, and he, he kind of wrote in there a little bit about some of the interns that came through and had great careers. Mm-hmm. Joe was the one that handled the intern program. Really? I mean, Joe yeah. Joe's the guy that, that I was hired by. Joe was the guy that um, Tom Herman blew me away that Tom Dude, Herman was in there, the head right? coach of Texas, one of my yeah. favorite guys, was in there. Lee Jenkins. I mean, right. Joe's the guy that met everyone when they walked through the door first. That would have been a guy. Yeah. That would have been Joe a- had, a, I'm sure, a shitload of stories. Yeah. Because, and Joe, Joe, look, Joe and I came up together. So we were at the soccers together. Joe's a few years younger than me. But I knew him when he was doing what you hear about. Every play-by-play guy, they got a new guy calling races at Del Mar. Everybody says the same thing from a play-by-play perspective. When they started tape recorder, top of the building, that was Joe uh, with the soccers in 88, 89, and 89, 90. He and I were there every night. And we're very good friends. What Joe's stories were that I always loved and which I think would have been great in the article, Joe had to be buffered between Lynch and Talent. And that's, man, those are some big personalities. Yeah. So that would have been one guy where you go, hey, have you talked to him? And I don't need to tell Antonio how to do his job. The only guy I suggested was Hartman. But if anybody probably looks and says, oh, man, you know, I probably I, I think Joe would have a valid point. But anybody else behind the scenes, guys, nobody gave a fuck. You're right. Nobody gave a fuck what you thought. And I know, again, they don't, I mean, I guess Hank, maybe, right? Like, who were the guys that did it? But, like, I was the one guy that did it locally 
that never worked in that building. Yeah, I thought it made sense for him to talk to you if he's going to go that angle because you were producing a, a, the one other sports show in this town. Well, producing, and, and then you and I were hosting. Yeah, and but you also you were trying to beat them before you and I worked together. Right. You're trying to put a show together that makes it appetizing to say, change the dial and come to us for right. this one show. Against a friend of mine in Titino. Yep. And we're working against each other every day trying to get those angles and dealing with the personalities. So, yeah, I mean, for and man, I, I said it like that nighttime show, dude. If you were here when Rome was going seven to midnight and Joe was doing updates and producing, I don't know if he was running the board if somebody else was doing somebody it. Somebody else was. I think it was Dave Marcus. Um, Maybe it wasn't. Dave was did, moved no, to Mason and, and Schwartz and Mason, yeah. Ireland. And I don't know. I mean, you look, dude, there were a bunch of people that came through yeah. that building, right? But, um, but yeah, that would be one guy where you go, I, I, yeah. But I, look, I don't know. I never asked him about it. I, I don't, people ask all the time, oh, what about this guy, that guy? I don't pry into other people's business. I just, I try to yeah. stay away from it. And, and Joe and I kind of grew apart over the years. I, I like him fine. Um, but I was never in a position to ask him. I remember when it ended with him in Rome. Yeah. Bad. Bad. And it was Jim was going national and Joe didn't go. Yeah, he left him behind. Yeah. Yeah. Rome did that to a lot of people. Rome's not one of my favorite guys. I thought Rome basically, the, everyone who helped Rome get to where he needed to be, he turned his back on. See, I, and I wasn't yeah. there, so I can't, I can't give you a comment on that. I don't know. Um, I just look at a guy that came here from Santa Barbara, did it different than anybody else, did it better at that time than anybody else. However you feel about the show today is fine. But when you look at what he was doing, and again, on that station, man, dude, I mean, you got to give it to him, right? Yeah. He, he created a whole, like. He did. He, he did. I remember. Massive presence. I remember when the whole Jim Everett thing happened at the Rome. Right. I, I was covering a Padre game, and I called back to the studio, and Tatino was freaking out. Right. And I said, Joe, this is the best thing to happen in his fucking career. Really? And he goes, how do you see that? I go, because now everybody knows who he is. Yeah. And they might tune in to go, what is he going to say next? Yeah. And I and, and I remember they thought I was nuts when I said this was the best thing to happen in his career. It was, it was It's cringe- worthy watching if you watch yeah. it on youtube yeah. it will still make you cringe even if yeah. you know what's gonna happen it'll make you cringe and you go what a fucking dick rome was like you wanted Everett to punch him in the fucking face god never just ragged off. yeah <laughs> and he ragged off. and you sit there and you're going holy shit man it's one of those things rome as an older guy because he was in his 20s at the time there's no way he does that today because he realized that's no, something a dumb it. kid does yeah yeah he's just owned. like you and i we've done stupid oh, shit we're yeah. in our 20s we're embarrassed Anybody. by but um when Rome left, his his line was, "All of you are lucky to once have known me. Lose wow. my number." Wow, that was to everybody in the building. God, that's the second guy to say that to Craig. Yeah. God, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve Woods disrespected yeah. him, but I'll tell you what. Steve Woods did disrespect him. I'll tell you what. That goddamn Elston. I love that bit he does. That. Crossing streams. Dude, does he spend any time with his fucking family? How no. much TV are you watching, you asshole? He, dude, he set a show, <laughs> and then Woods talked about this show, and my kids are out of town for two weeks. This show, Normal People. Have yeah. you watched this no, on Hulu? It. I can't catch up. Everyone has a show to watch. I'm so far behind. I'm still trying to finish The Office. All right. Oh, so Normal People, uh, 
it starts at kind of it's like I think like uh, London or somewhere like that. Yeah. Starts at this uh, kind of like a high school, and it's a girl who's awkward, right? Cute yeah. girl, but awkward, just socially awkward. And she's kind of an outsider. And this kid's kind of quiet, but like a rugby player. And he's in the group and she's out. Yeah. His mom cleans her house. So he's over there picking up his mom and they kind of strike a relationship. They start dating, but they keep it on the low because he's in the clique and she's out. And it's this story of how they're relationship develops in high school and college it's fucking great it is good it's fucking great and i i started watching and steve was saying like he's watching it with his wife and craig was saying i'm like oh okay well this is probably like 30 something right wood strikes me as a big ken olin fan yeah he is timothy busfield he's kind of a dick like that and uh it's fucking austin dude i go this guy's so good he gives you great shit to watch and on that same day, he said another show. And I was like, oh, okay. I remember, Norm- I, for the life of me, I can't remember what the other show yeah. was. But uh, I think that's a great bit. I really do. I think that's really cool. And, and Craig gives you a good show oh, to does. watch. But do you have Hulu, Dave? I do. Yeah. It's pretty goddamn it's good. It's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. yeah All of a sudden, enough. you find like, you know, like Ozark or anything else yeah. where you just start. Like, he was big on that. He and Steve were big on that. You got into it. Steve got me watching Dave. Have you caught that one at he all? He talked about that one. I haven't You'll watched like that. It. It's like 10 episodes long. I know. Uh, but all the NBA guys love it. Like, LeBron James is right. And when's Dave coming back? Like, yeah. He loves it. Uh, the two that I got talked about or they told me about today were Better Things, which I haven't watched. And the one I never watched. I'm shocked. You and I. I don't think either one of us have watched it. Brockmeyer. No. With Hank Azira no. as the minor league baseball announcer. But all of those are on Hulu, too. Okay. And they say those are just fantastic. And then, I don't know, but I we almost walked out of here, and you mentioned The Office. Um, let's do the ads, and then when we're done, you got to give your fucking Mookie Betts story. You got to. Well, I'll give And then the list of shit that you got right. Well, I could go on and on. Can you? No. <laughs> I will tell you where I think Mookie Betts is going to end up. It's going to shock all of you, and none of you have thought about it. How's that? All right. I'll give that to you as a tease right now. Um, by, by the way, yeah, I got two Mookie Betts things to tell you because I was just watching the Dodgers before you walked in. I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is your guy to get you out of debt. Now, look, a couple things Dan can provide for you right now. Dan, number one, will help you get you out of debt. You just got to make that phone call. Two is he can get you out of the rental market and get you to buy a home. If you have a home right now, guess what? Dan can help you with the refinancing. Refinancing oh, rates are fantastic right now. You're crazy if you do not call Dan. Dan's right there at 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. I got my finances in line, and then today I went, had to open up a new credit card, but I did it, and then bought a new bed. Good. And anybody, man, have you ever done that? Uh, In the divorce, remember Dave and I used to do commercials for Sleep Train. Yeah. And Dale and his team over there hooked me up great. Well, that stayed behind. So you get a bed inherited from family. And God damn, Dave, I've had a pinch nerve behind my left shoulder. Fuck. For six days. I swear, you feel it in your forearm, your elbow, yeah. your neck, everywhere, right? You can't get rid of it. Buddy of mine goes, dude, 
find a Thai massage parlor. Thai massage. They're not a strokey, strokey, happy ending. They're going to go. He goes, here's this place to go. Dave, this girl was like put together like Nicole Bass. Yeah. And she kept driving her elbow into my back. Ow! Fuck! Hurt? Yes! That's why I yelled out. God damn. I think I got to go in traction. And then I determined I need a new bed. Yeah. So why does this matter? Because Dan helped me get my finances online. All my credit cards are zeroed out. So today I was able to go to a local firm that doesn't advertise with us, get credit. You're able to get a brand new bed. They're going to come out set up Tuesday. Nice. Two years, same as cash. Payments under 100 bucks. You go, it's great. Changes your life, but it's only because the guy goes, dude, your credit score is outstanding. Those are the kind of things. And he, then he's trying to sell me $900 sheets. Yes. You go, bud, you know, I got the 800 credit score. I know the difference between necessity and luxury. Just write it the way I said it. He said, <laughs> yes, sir. No, he didn't. I was like, I don't need him. He's like, all right. Just wanted to let you know he had him. I didn't yell at anybody or knock any shit off the table. But if you're like me, you can't move your neck to the left. You feel like Mike Brady or that uh, fucking Brady bunch. Get your finances squared up. I'll pay off this goddamn bed, and then I'll move it into my new place, and it's all courtesy of my friend Dan Williams. That's awesome. Your new place will be courtesy of Brian Curry because Brian Curry is your guy that's going to find you that perfect home. Brian's the best guy you're going to deal with when it comes to real estate. I tell you, Brian and I live about 40 miles apart from each other. Yep. Friday morning, dude, he's in my house, and we were sitting there talking. We're talking about every possible move that we're going to do. We're talking about the best way to move forward. Midway district, so you can be and really, so, you can walk to the loyal games. That's it. I said, look, Brian, it's really important to me because in Chula Vista on the weekends, there's a chance of a car driving right through the front of my house. Yeah. And I said, I might want to stay here, or at the same time, I might want to go to City Heights where I could witness a stabbing on a Sunday night. Yeah. And he goes, well, you know what? We can make it work either way. You just make your decision and get back to me. Brian's your guy. He'll find you right. the best neighbor. None of that bullshit I just told you. Brian will make sure you are happy. You're in a safe neighborhood. You have a good school district. All the things that might be important to you. Brian Curry is your guy. What are you waiting for? We've loved dealing with him at 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. You know, we talk about a lot of different neighborhoods that you might like. We've talked about everywhere from Coronado we talked about South Park is a really great place, Lucadia, anywhere else. You know where we don't talk about? Uh, we don't talk about City Heights because that sucks. Sorry, Kyle. We don't talk about IB. I love IB. I really do. The people in IB are great. The, the views are gorgeous. And if they ever get the situation cleared up with Tijuana, uh, then IB could be really great. The problem is you still have the situation where the sewage comes in from Tijuana. It's hard to fix. Hard to fix. So IB, I'm sorry. I love you. I appreciate your tenacity, but you can't be uh, you can't be mentioned here as a plus. And you know what else we never mentioned? The goddamn bullshit Midway District, and we never mentioned Mission Valley. But apparently, those are the two really cool places to live in San Diego. Because <laughs> you can't be close enough to the goddamn loyal games. Well, I tell you what, please, if you're thinking I want to live at the Midway District, yeah. Now I tell you what. You can go a little west of there and live in Point Loma. Point Loma's great. You could live in OB. Goddamn, I could live in OB. OB is awesome. All right. So why don't we settle on that? We'll get you out of the Midway District, which I guess kind of is in Point Loma, but we'll put you all the way in Point Loma. 
And you can live with my friend Craig Meaty. You can live with Pointer Dave. Yeah. Billy. Yeah. Pete. Stevie Verissimo. And some of the other finest humans I know. All right. We can settle on that. I do love Point Loma. So that would be the neighborhood of the day. Go meet all those guys and you'll love it. Tell Brian Curry that's where you want to be. Alan Taylor's your guy right now for that perfect pool. What are you waiting for? Guess what? A lot of people are calling Alan Taylor. The pool business is up better than it ever has been, Mm -hmm. ever. I mean, right now it's up more than 40% because people have realized there's nothing to do except to stay home right now, and they're enjoying that brand new pool. If you haven't called Alan Taylor, it's time to get ready for that perfect pool in your backyard. He'll walk you through the 3D design virtual tours. What are you waiting for? Alan Taylor's number is 619-449-4452. Have the talk, 619-449-4452. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know if it's COVID or the heat or what, but boy, there has been a lot of unsolicited MILF and bikini pictures yes. going on on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, nobody here is complaining. As a matter of fact, we're all for it. We're encouraging it. <laughs> we endorse that. You go on social media like, God damn, did I pay for this? <laughs> What the hell's going on with you crazy ladies? We love it. We love your sassy attitude. Uh, you know how you get those chicks to hang out in the back and tell you hold the camera? Get a goddamn tailor-made exactly. pool. They're not coming back to watch you bounce around on a trampoline, take your shirt off, and say, fuck this shit, as you jump into a bunch of fluorescent light bulbs, you maniac. You need a pool back there. You're not going to get any chicks jumping around like my man's superhuman one, two, three, four, <laughs> bouncing around awkwardly on that trampoline. That kid's a shin splint away. And then doing your pathetic front flip on the 97 fluorescent lights and barbed wire. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's for the better. Trust me, it's for the better. But, oh, oh God. Oh. There's not one of those I like. I don't like any of those. They all make me uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. As a parent, 20 years ago, 13 years ago, I would have laughed and laughed. That is somebody's little boy. Oh, my gosh. Somebody Pe- walked that kid into kindergarten on day one, and they have failed. Dean Hoyt Loma writes to me, I don't condone any of these. No. By the way, there's a new one coming out on Thursday. <laughs> I don't. I just ended there. But if you want MILFs in bikinis in your backyard and not a maniac, in a Def Leppard t-shirt, bouncing around in his pair of Pumas before doing a backflip on the tack board. Where do you even get tack board? Uh, call Alan Taylor and tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. absolutely. The perfect website for you. It's also right there. If you call Kyle Fluger, Kyle Fluger will design it for you. He'll fix the one that you have. But right now, if you're not getting the traffic you want into that website, make sure you call Kyle Fluger at 619 500 Boy, websites are so important. Now, listen, we know we're going to get 9,000 new retail spots right there on Sports Arena Boulevard. God, I can't fucking wait for the return to Hollywood video. (laughs) Right? Who's coming back? What else is coming back, Dave? Oh, my God. That is a funny one. Licorice Pizza. Oh, God dang. They'll be back. The warehouse is coming back, right? Uh, like Cal nailed, stores. You named Pier One Imports. Cal stores is a great Pier one. Pier One's coming back. Those are going to be great. Oh, Borders. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, Family Fun Center. They're all going to be back. <laughs> but until then, if we can uh, just hold the applause, 
right now people are still shopping online. I guess yeah. they're too much of a bitch to get out in public where there's Oh, I gotta tell you about my mask. Yeah. So uh Yeah, you gotta you gotta have the website that works. Yeah. Call Kyle Fluger to do it. Dave, my ex wife. Yeah. Got me the I don't know where you get these. My ex wife got me the coolest cotton mask. Right? Like a cotton it felt like t shirt material. Yeah. Cut perfect. It was great. The whole thing. And today I'm at the car wash. I'm going through, right? And man, this car wash, they put the most insane vacuums. And you go through, you're doing the whole thing. And all of a sudden I just hear whoop. What the fuck? What the fuck? Right? What the fuck happened there? So I just keep going, right? I just figured, ah, you know, got a couple of pennies, whatever. I'll donate to the cause because I'm classy. And I get to wherever I'm going. I'm like, oh shit. That just fucking sucked up the mask. I I don't even know. Other than those cheap pieces of spandex that they charge like uh, nine bucks for at Seven yeah. Eleven, where can you get like a good? Oh, that's funny as shit. Cotton mask, dude. I don't know. I'd say I don't know. I would say Amazon everything right now. I'm right. not sure. That's gonna. That's what I'm gonna have to. Someone do. made me a great one. It's cool as shit. It's a cloth, like you said, because yeah. they always look for the right one. I've been on through like five of them. Like most of you have tried one, you can breathe through actually. But it's a it's a cloth one and it's uh, has the baseball stitches, but it has a giant number twenty five with with JP on it. No way! Someone made me a personal uh, Jake Palais one. It was oh well, tell cool. him thanks for dropping off the second. <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. Uh, who's got them? Does did Walchev make them or anybody make them? I got a thing. Walch- if anyone's one. gonna make them, it has to be Walchev. Walchev should do one with that behind the. Well, he got rid of behind the smoke, right? I think so. But I love that logo that he did. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, congratulations to Sean, as we saw uh, NHL coming back August 1st, which also happens to be the 22nd anniversary of the show. Dave, I said that should be a perfect night to have a party down here in the garage, a Patreon listener party. It's a Saturday night. And I said, uh, Sean, I'll cater it. <laughs> he said he would. He <laughs> guilted him right into it. Like I always do. All right. We'll talk more about that. All right, we'll get to uh, how old are they and how much they're worth. Real quick, um, I'm watching these Dodger games on uh-huh. Facebook or Twitter. You can watch them either way. But other teams do the same thing. Unable to see the Padre ones. You know, yeah. the Padres are trying to say kind of secret so far. I haven't been able to catch them. If you guys are watching them, tell me where you're watching them. I'll watch the Padres in a second. But I'm watching the Dodgers. Two things is the Dodgers. Chico? Chico Francisco. Dude, Holy fuck, dude. How that fucking kid? I don't know I if, if people know who Chico Francisco is by now, but he's a locker room attendant for the yeah. Dodgers. Okay, just a guy. Kid's got a fucking cannon. Oh my arm, god! Dude. So the Dodgers have like eleven guys who are missing. Okay, and it came out today. Kenley Jansen did have COVID. You yeah. know, so he he came back tonight, and then they're missing outfielders and and different other guys. They aren't going to announce the names unless the players want the names announced. But it's pretty. Everyone's thinking Gavin Lux, who came back right. today, had it. That uh, maybe AJ Pollock. Either way guys have been missing so there have been a, a player short so they asked this guy chico francisco locker yeah. room attendant guy who played a little bit of ball at a jc they stick him in left field they show him one game he hoses a guy from fucking left field to chris home taylor. on a oh on a, that one at home. yeah chuck's yeah. got a home and then he drilled chris taylor yesterday on a ball that should have been a stand-up double fucking smoked Dude, him, beat at him up by like 10 feet it was insane and then so dave roberts says fuck it he's never playing again because you guys all ask me questions about Chico Francisco. He, Shut up. He played tonight, made a catch crashing into the wall. 
insane, How dude. great is this dude, guy? The players love it because they act like they won the World Series every time fucking he does something insane. I love it. It is a great story. It's really fucking funny. How old funny. a kid is he, Dave? He's in his late 20s. And I, doesn't have the body of a major league. You okay. could, you, if I were to say to you, hey, find him, you would go, that's him, 97. Well, I watched you yeah. make that throw on Chris yeah. Taylor. Insane. He's a dude, cannon. it's great. Yeah, it looks like Puig out there. It's fucking insane. Um, anyway, it's a cool story. But so I'm watching tonight, and Mookie Betts is batting, gets a double off of Ross Stripling. Okay. And then Ross Stripling, um, Ross Stripling goes and gets out of the inning, and Mookie's stranded at second base. He walks right up to him because you can hear it. Mm-hmm. And he says to him, you're tipping your pitches. And this is shit I love. You and yes. I love this stuff. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, when you throw a changeup, you hold the ball in your glove this way. He goes, I can I can either see it as a batter, so I knew what to hit, and B, I can, I can send the message back to the batter from second base to let him know when it's coming. And he goes, you're tipping all your pitches. He goes, especially your changeup, I know when it's coming. And Stripling was shocked. You know, wow. but it was it was cool to watch. I it's like it's that. stuff inside the game that you kind of like. Anyway, so Mookie Betts, I've told you on the show for a long time, big Mookie Betts fan, have been since he was in Boston when he'd grab all the food out of the clubhouse on the way out and feed the homeless. I thought was pretty cool to do. I was hoping he'd end up either as a Padre or a Dodger, just somewhere in Southern California. This year he's on the Dodgers. Not so sure he stays on the Dodgers. If you paid attention to what happened last week, it was a quick blurb, I think, for a lot of baseball fans. But Dave Dombrowski, who's been a fantastic general manager throughout his career with the Marlins, the Tigers, the Red Sox, and has a connection with Mookie Betts, has moved to Nashville in hopes of bringing a Major League Baseball team to Nashville, Tennessee. The talk is it would be the Rays, would be the team that goes to Nashville. Mookie is the biggest Nashville guy of all time. I mean, not only is he from there, raised there, but they said he spends as much time there as possible. Could you imagine if Nashville lands the Rays and Dave Dombrowski says, this is going to be the face of our franchise to get everyone excited. They have a brand new stadium, by the way, downtown Nashville, ready to go. But to say, Mookie, here's the big contract. We're giving you $400 million. Come home to Nashville. Uh, tell me about the ballpark downtown. The ballpark is, right now, it was built for minor league baseball. It's the Nashville Sounds new okay. stadium. They were building it, I think, in 2015. It wasn't done, but it was under construction in 2015 when I was there. And it's they've been using it the last few years. It's kind of like situated like Petco between the buildings, mm-hmm. but it's built to expand to a major league stadium. But so, how long would that take? I don't know. You're probably looking at a year or so. Either way, you're looking at how long did it take? I mean, Minnesota knocks things out fast. Nashville is going through construction like crazy right now. But I'd it, say two years, and minimum. so may, maybe. But at yeah. the same time, you're, you're going to sell out. You're going to sell the skyboxes, which they already have, the whole deal. There's a lot of money in, in Nashville. It's the wealthiest city per capita of any city in the United States right now. Yeah, he's not going there. You, where do you think he goes? Um, I think he stays right where he is. You think he LA. stays at Dodger? Yeah, I, 100%. Dave, the thing is, and when you were talking about cities. Now, how much money is he looking at? He, does he get that big contract that he would have gotten? Yeah, he's a special player. See, and, a, and the Dodgers can afford it. Everyone's yeah. saying, oh, man, because there's yeah. the season to go on this year and all the money lost, that the money's not going to be out there for any of these free agents. Oh, they got the money. He's a special player. And and if we get to the point in 2021, even if you look ahead to 2022, dude, where he's at with that team with Bellinger and Seager and so many of the other guys, right, Walker Bueller, dude, he's, he's a marquee guy to put in. I was wondering that. You just – it would be one thing if Nashville, if a, I love the idea of pulling the Rays out of Tampa because they should be. It's been they, long enough. They don't even play in Tampa. They play in St. Pete, and St. Pete is not a major league city. No. And they like San Diego 
St. Pete is the one that we look at. They've made no attempts, nor has Tampa, to save the Rays. And it's very similar. Look, I heard Darren the other day shooting his mouth off, talking about how Spanos, you know, we had an owner ready to leave. Well, Darren doesn't know shit, okay? Darren's a fucking big mouth that got here in 03. I have no alliance to the Chargers. But if you're going to shoot your fucking mouth off, you got to do some homework. Darren wasn't here in 96 or 97 or 98 when steps were being taken by that football team to try to get a football stadium built. If they were trying to get out immediately, then they would have gotten out immediately. And they weren't. They were trying to make a deal here. So it's low-hanging fruit to shoot your fucking mouth off and say, oh, the the owner wanted out. Dude, that's why you're a zero fucking zero. Because what used to be a great show now is a lazy show. Be better. Be better. That's the same approach that they have in Tampa. Nobody thinks that team's going to leave. Nobody gives a shit about that team, even though they're consistently a good club in a very tough division. Nothing is being done. I can't speak to the ownership group. I know what a disaster the Charger ownership group was. I don't know enough about that group. I can't tell you yay or nay what they made. But I would love to see the Rays get out of there. I love the city of Nashville. But if that was something where you go, Mookie's in a walk here right now. If that was a deal where they were ready in 2021, you go, fuck yeah. But, dude, Mookie's not going to sign a one-year deal. Also, how long does it take the Major League Baseball to make a decision on the Rays you're Well, done? that's the other thing. Is that five years down the line, three years? When is it? I would love to see it, but I just don't think timing-wise – it lines up. So that's an O for 1, Dave. Let's hear Oh, the, Jesus, you son of a bitch. Chris Chadwick and I would like to know some of the things that you claim I'll you got right. Get Let's to him on the next show. We're going along. You don't have any? We're going We're going along. All right. <laughs> yeah, put that list together. We got a show tomorrow, don't we, in a Wednesday? Yeah, we do. All right. It's almost 10 o'clock at night. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth July 12th? We're going with Brock Lesnar. Dude, that's a good one. Uh, Brock Lesnar, 34. 43. No way. Yeah. Is that what they say? Yeah, 43. Well, <laughs> could that be right? <laughs> that, wow. That is right. 43. How much is he worth? 25 million. $40 million. Damn, dude. Okay. Bill Cosby. Shit. Come on, does it bum you out a little bit that Cosby ended up being the guy that he is? Yeah, it bums him out he's the guy that he is, but he's where he deserves to be. No, I got it. Yeah, no. I got it. Yeah, nobody wants to see a guy you followed since you were a kid end up as a shithead. 80? 83. 83. Uh, 100 million? $400 million. God damn. T- could you imagine having $400 million and you're locked in a cell? Damn, dude. Okay. Richard Simmons. <laughs> Um, 68. 72. No shit. Yeah. How much is he worth? 60 million. $20 million, it says. I thought it would wow. be more, too. All right. Here's uh, two more for you. Okay. Running back LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. Looked him up today. Arguably, you'd say he could be a Hall of Famer, but he won't be a Hall of Famer. 29. 32 years old. Wow. Got a okay. ring with the Chiefs last year. Oh, wow. I was like LaShawn McCoy. How much is he worth? $30 million. 14. NFL's okay. always tough. Yeah. Okay, last one. One of our favorites. It's Cheryl Ladd. Oh, yes. Happy birthday, Cheryl. 
68. 69. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much is she worth? How much is she worth? Where's she been? Dude, I had to look it up. She's done just a bunch of bullshit TV shows. Lifetime movies? Yeah. Um, 20 million? $10 million. All right. Still more than us. Yeah, a lot more. All right, here we go. Stay or goes. This is female sportscasters. You oh, have to okay. decide who we're gonna, you're going to stay with here. Okay. We'll start off with Hannah Storm or Rachel Nichols. Oh, wow. Um, Both seem likable. I'll keep Hannah Storm. Going Hannah Storm. Talks a lot of Notre Dame football. Mm. All right. These two women both threw a punch at me. One, oh, good. One, one actually connected. Good. Susie Kolber, Kolber or Andrea Kramer? Um, I feel like we had Andrea Kramer on and she was insanely cool. Dude, she was not cool. She hit me. She hammer punched me right in the wrist. Well, were you in her shot? Yeah, that's what she said. She said, yeah. my, no, my mic was in her shot. Yeah, I said, get that well, out. I said, fuck you, Andrea. You don't have exclusive uh, rights in the locker room, you asshole. Well, You've I don't seen like, it a million times. I'll take Andrea I Kramer. I called her a rat face bitch when she did I it. don't like that at all. I'll take Andrea Kramer and take her out for a nice dinner. <laughs> She's like four feet tall. Let me tell you something. Susie Kobler, who, who hit me. I keep throwing two L's in there. Susie Kolber, yeah. when she threw a punch at me, she was right. When I looked back at it, yeah. she left ESPN, went to Fox. Yeah. Kerry Collins beat the Chargers right here at uh, Jack Murphy Stadium at the time. And she has the exclusive because yeah. they carried the game. Well, I jumped into her shot with my mic, and it's supposed to be uh, just one-on-one. Yeah. But she threw a punch, like aim for my face. Good. God. I like her, too. <laughs> All right. Take her out on Wednesday night. For maybe not as nice a dinner as Andrea, but it'll still be nice. Here we go. All right. One that people like, one that people hate. Doris Burke, Jamel Hill. I dude, I would go with Doris Burke. I, I yeah. Doris Burke, I think, is not very good. Really? I don't think she's talented at all. As a speech impediment, I don't think she's good. Dude, I thought she does a great job on the NBA. I think she's overrated. I think people just want to say Doris Burke is good. No, I'm not, I think she's good. Dude, she shows up on my kid's NBA game all the time. <laughs> she's great on the video game. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. All right. Sarah Spain, Michelle Tafoya. Um, you got to go with the Minnesota girl, right? Yeah, Tafoya's great. But I like Sarah Spain. She Tafoya a good is who they should have talked to in that fucking article at The Athletic. She had a tryout with 690. Oh, right. And Saw. Saw blew it. Told her that she belongs in the kitchen. God, I don't think and, Antonio knew that. And then she became a huge star. Mason, man, was so pissed off that Hacksaw did that. He made her a regular all the time. She was, And then her career took off. She was great on... She did radio in Minneapolis yeah. at WCCO. And yeah, dude, she's really... Yeah. But I like Sarah Spain. She's really talented, too. But Tafoya's great. All right, last one. Kelly Nash from Major League Baseball Network or Aaron Andrews? Um... Kelly Nash is my all-time favorite. I don't even know who she is. God, she's smoking body. I literally watch the highlights of the games that I've already seen just to watch Kelly Nash on the weekends. <laughs> wow. Uh, Aaron Andrews, I... Seen her naked. Dude, I tell you what, man. I was never really a fan of hers. You watched that. I think she was on Real Sports. Yeah. Her and her dad telling that story about that fucking guy, what he did. Dude, it just is the most awful fucking thing. Um, I'll take, I'll take. Well, Aaron Andrews is married to Jared Stoll from the Kings. Yeah. Uh, so I can't do that. I'll take. Uh, 
Kelly Nash. Kelly Nash. But right. dude, I tell you what, that Aaron Andrews story is pretty. Do you remember awful. when we had Aaron Andrews on? Yeah. And we've talked to so she was so bad. She didn't know, I know. shit. I, I was know. like, how do you not know anything? Like you I'm didn't just, know anything. It's like, why? How would you come on the radio? We'd ask her about college football because we we're doing the Fox National yeah. show. She didn't know shit. And I was yeah. like, this is your job. You make millions of dollars and you don't I, know shit. And we didn't we didn't try to like no, they weren't not, trying we, to get any never. gotcha moments. No, we were, it was just so basic. What is what, what do you think Nick Saban thinks about this Alabama team? I mean, something just yeah. basic. Dude, I, guys, I, I don't watch a lot. Her and her dad. Her dad does TV. Yeah, he's a weatherman. In Nashville? I don't think he's in Nashville. But, dude, yeah. I'm telling you. But she you. was in Nashville when she got busted in the hotel room. And the guy, is that, that where that, that was? That creepy guy. God, she got was, like $80 million out of it. Dude, that was awful, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Um, uh, One quick thing, and then we'll get out. We got a big show tomorrow. Real quick, what would you think of the UFC last night? Um, Terrible. It was, what? It was disappointing. It was disappointing. Dude. Wait, hang on. Let's start with the first fight. The first fight was um, Paige Van Zant against Amanda Hebus. Amanda Hebus yes. gets the arm bar. Yeah. And then is so excited afterwards, just going Maybe crazy. because we paid the $84 that Not we were disappointed. 80, why? Did you get the year's worth of ESPN Plus? Oh, I already had the ESPN Plus. So yeah. It was 60 And so we, we paid 84 is what it ended up costing us to get it. You bought the whole year of yeah, I guess we, maybe we did. Yeah. So we, uh, Josh and I had it set up in here, and a couple other people that were in here. But it was uh, it was disappointing. Okay, especially well, a better fight card all the way through. I hated every one of them. You didn't like the Amanda or the uh, uh, Jessica Andrade Rose fight? That fight was okay. That but that, was but that's fight. not enough for the money's worth. The Peter Yan fight that ended up uh, that was the fight I bet against Jose Aldo. Yeah. That how much you bet? Uh, dude, I'll, I did Lisa Ann's yeah. thing. So I was, Bovada. yeah, Bovada. Uh, shooting my whole mouth off about how much fun. I was betting. I lost uh, $24 in three belts. Yeah, it was fun. But it was fun to have action on it. I thought that fight would go a little bit more intensity. Um, lasted way too long. Jose Aldo was done at the end. Yeah. I really enjoyed the Holloway fight. I thought the Max Holloway fight was a really good fight. The co-main event rematch. I thought Holloway had won. The problem was, Dave, in the main event, I, I would like to see that fight again of Jorge Masvidal had a full camp. Full credit to Masvidal, who got six days notice, had to go through four COVID-19 wow. tests where they're fucking sticking that swab in your nose, then had to fly from Miami to Las Vegas, Las Vegas to Abu Dhabi, be tested again, do all that shit, and had to cut 25 pounds wow. this week. When he got called, he was weighing 192. So he cut 25 pounds in a week. And to the champ, he was going to fight Gilbert Burns, who has a completely different style than Masvidal. And all of a sudden, you're told, well, five days ago when you're basically wrapping up camp. So I know a lot of us, the the main event wasn't, Gilbert Burns said, he goes, yeah. dude, this is going to be a boring fight. Uh, Usman's just going to wrestle and hold him down, and probably Masvidal's going to gas. But overall, what was crazy about it for the week was how many people were talking UFC. And I thought this, for having Fight Island and doing the whole deal, yeah. I thought the presentation was really cool. I thought UFC... Man, the the bump that Rose got under her eye, crazy. Here was the crazy thing, and then we'll wrap it up for the night. Michael Bisping did the commentary with John Anik. Mike Bisping, a lot of people hated as a fighter. I found him last night, Dave, really good. 
And I think he has become excellent. People may remember that July 11th, 2009, at UFC 100, he was knocked out by my former boss, Dan Henderson. They had coached against each other on the Ultimate Fighter. Bisping, talk, talk, talk. Dan stayed quiet. Talk, talk, talk. And then it was basically where the loudmouth got the beating. Bisping, one of the most hated guys, has become a very popular guy. Good. Knocked out Luke Rockhold to win a championship. Ladies, a family guy, the whole thing, and has kind of changed his personality. Dan doesn't run his social media. I know it because I wrote Dan's tweets for a year and a half. I don't know if he still does it, but I'm guessing Dan's not writing it. If I had a guess. I don't know that for sure, but again, having written them and Aaron Creasy wrote them. Last night, dude, somebody writing on Dan's Twitter writes, hey, I'm enjoying these fights. I wish Bisping would shut up. And, oh, hey, happy anniversary to the night I put you to sleep. To which Bisping said, well, you did it on steroids, you bitter old cunt. (laughs) Jesus. Woj is like, whoa. Yeah. I would just say this. I feel like Bisping has changed his personality. I don't know the guy. I've never dealt with him. Yeah. But I thought he was great last night. I think he's really good. I think he adds a perspective like Dominic Cruz or Daniel Cormier or Paul Felder, a bunch of guys they use, former, current yeah. and former fighters, that give you a great perspective, great enthusiasm, funny, great chemistry. And I was really disappointed in who's ever doing Dan's Twitter because yeah. I thought it was a bullshit tweet. Yeah. But I'm sorry you didn't like it. It Overall, uh, it may not have had quite the excitement, but it's a crazy sound down there, huh? Yeah, it is. It's funny. We don't buy a lot of pay-per-view stuff. Yeah. So it was one well, of those. You checked it, though. It should have been 65. We'll check it. We'll check it out. It was hard to get. We couldn't get it up on the television. Like, how did you How did you watch it? So I um, I just bought it on ESPN Plus, but I have a Roku. Okay. So I stream everything through Roku. Were you able to get it on the screen? Oh, yeah. Just okay. watch it because I have a Roku here. We, we had to get a, I have a huge uh, la- um, desktop computer that I haven't used in forever. But oh. it was like came in perfect because we were able to place it right here on the table you and I were at. Oh, dude. And then place it up. You got to get a, uh, for this, you got to get a Roku for this. Yeah, probably do. Yeah, because you can stream everything. All right, that's enough for tonight. We'll come back tomorrow and uh, talk more, and we'll figure out a way to get that sports arena deal figured out. Probably not. All right, we'll try.
my 